0: Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast, kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners.
1: What's up everybody, welcome to episode 165 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison of the Membership Guys and this is a place to be for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership website. Today we've got a very, very special episode for you. Because we are celebrating our third anniversary, the third birthday when we opened the doors to Member Site Academy. Now, if you've been with us for a while, then you'll know that every year we mark the occasion, we celebrate our anniversary with a little bit of a recap episode that we try to release on or around our birthday. Where we take a look back on the past 12 months, discuss what we've been up to, what we've achieved, what's worked, what hasn't and so on.
0: And... You lets me on the podcast.
1: Exactly. This is the one episode a year where I begrudgingly allow I say allow as if mm-hmm. I have any control in this uh, where I begrudgingly bring the other half. Some of you may say the better half, and those of you who would say that
0: are correct. <laughs>
1: um, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say those of you who would say that take pleasure. In telling me that repeatedly. You've got your little Cali fans. Um so yes, this is Cali Willows, the other half of the membership guys joining me for the show. Where we can, yeah, we can have a chat, we can talk about the last year, look at um, any highlights, any challenges, um what progress we've made. Just yeah. This is our third year. You know what we're doing by now, don't you? You,
0: you You're looking at me as if you're asking me that. I I like to think I know what I'm doing. Do you?
1: I I, I mean, I don't mean just in life or in general. (laughs) I mean for this podcast. Yeah. So we're going to talk about where we left off on the back of last year's episode, what we've done since, what our personal highlights have been from the last 12 months, what's worked, uh, what challenges we faced, and of course, what is next for the membership guys for Membersite Academy and all of that good stuff. So, a year ago, when we recorded the year two review, we just rolled out Academy 2.0, which was a, a series of new updates and developments inside Memberside Academy. And Callie had just launched her very own podcast she got into the podcasting game and i think it literally went out
0: it launched on our anniversary on our anniversary year. yeah
1: so when we recorded the episode i'm pretty sure when we recorded it it, it was hadn't launched. it hadn't
0: had possibly had.
1: yeah i've got a feeling it might have been a day or two before our actual anniversary uh last year whereas this is a day or two after our anniversary um so we we had no idea how it was going to be received we had some yeah we we didn't know how it was going to go down so one year on how did you feel about the podcast
0: I love it. I've I've loved doing it. So we've just finished season two now. So there's yeah. been 22 episodes so far. And I've really enjoyed being able to kind of share membership site owners stories and kind of get behind the scenes of how people are running their membership sites, what they're doing, what's working for them, what their challenges are. And I've really loved the, the feedback I've got on that as well and how people are liking that kind of Um, that real approach to it so
1: yeah the feedback's been awesome i mean yeah people maybe a little too awesome it made (laughs) me feel uh shake my confidence a little bit as the podcaster of the membership guys that is absolutely not true anymore because yeah the the behind the membership podcast two seasons in now it is going very very strong so um yeah that's it's been a big year for that we just rolled out academy 2.0 last year this year we have rolled out Academy 3.0. <laughs>
0: there's a pattern here. There is a pattern. I think we'll leave it at 3.0. Yes. I think any more than that's just silly.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's a funny one, you know, because um, th- there was a there's always a little bit of ...concern, maybe discussion... ...anytime we bring out a wave of new features for the Academy... ...because obviously as well as being the leading educational resource... ...and community for membership site owners... ...we're also a living case study... ...so there's always that little bit of concern... ...that if we put out some stuff that's really awesome... ...that the first reaction from people is going to be... ...oh man, my website will never be to to this kind of standard. That's blowing our trumpet a little bit... Um, ...and remember obviously... When you are the membership about memberships, you have to have the standard bearer of membership sites. But those of you who've been listening to this show for a while and who have followed us for the last three years, you will know that Academy 1.0 to Academy 2.0, there was a massive evolution there. And then Academy 2.0 to Academy 3.0 is exactly the same. There's It's been this evolution. And our membership started really simple,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was fairly straightforward.
0: Yeah, it was really simple. You know, it was your your standard courses and community, really.
1: Yeah, and so we put on some bells and whistles, and you know, we played with the user experience and stuff. But the whole thing about releasing these big updates on our anniversary and our birthday, that didn't start intentionally, did it? We've kind of, um, it, it's kind of, I, I don't know if there's something about the June to July period that makes us particularly creative or particularly prone to deciding this is now when we're going to work on these changes but the stuff we've just rolled out in terms of new features um so the new membership roadmap the growth lab the tech fault um we've changed well we've we've enhanced and improved the whole member experience that was always the plan right that was always the end goal
0: yeah definitely like everything we're doing now we We've always kind of had as that end plan of how we wanted the Academy to be, but yeah. we knew that kind of there was going to be different phases to it. And and that's why when we first launched the Academy, we didn't have a roadmap at all, for example, because we knew we needed to have a core base of content first before we brought that in. Yeah. And so that came in even before Academy 2.0, we had the roadmap. And then I think Academy 2.0 kind of changed everything except the roadmap. And now Academy 3.0 has has kind of radically overhauled the entire roadmap. And, you know, the other changes are, are, I would say, less big than Academy 2.0.
1: Yeah, and I would say, you know, and and this this is why we always bang that drum about memberships being an evolution. Because had we launched Membersite Academy with the bells and whistles and all of that that we've got now it would have been way too much. And it would have sucked because we wouldn't have had enough content. We wouldn't have had enough feedback from our members to have actually created it the way we've created it now. So, you know, the if, if you happen to be a member of Membersite Academy and if you've had that little twinge in the back of your brain where it's like, yeah, I'm loving all this new stuff, but man, does this now mean I've got to find a way of making my website like this? Again, just... Bear two things in mind. Our membership has to be the best membership there is, like on all fronts. So you don't have to, <laughs> to be to that standard. But also, it's a it's been a three-year evolution to where our membership is now. And yeah, the changes have been so well received. I've been thrilled with the reaction. I know you have... Um, but you have, right?
0: I have, yeah. yeah.
1: Not wanting to speak for you, but the response has been fantastic. So that's been a big, big part, obviously, of of what we've been working on for the last year. We spent yeah. most of this year initially planning, and then the last three or four months heads down in, in making this happen.
0: Yeah, the new roadmap has been a complete labour of love and long-term yeah. project, because it, it's not just a, a functional change, it's a complete reinvention, complete re recreation of content or new content and yeah it's just a it's it's a a game changer
1: it is it is a game changer um so you know obviously this episode isn't just to pat ourselves on the back but that is a big big part of what we've done and i thought it's certainly interesting um especially for anyone who's heard our two-year review and our one-year review or perhaps people who go back and listen to those um once this episode comes out then it makes for a, a, a good reinforcing of that message that we always say about memberships being an evolution about how important it is to base the developments and the changes you make in your membership on feedback from your members on how members are using your site back in, I think it was December or January. We did a big survey of our members specifically about the roadmap and make no mistake. The roadmap is the centerpiece of these changes we've been making. Um, so, What we've done, the specifics, we've always knew the the bigger picture, but the specifics of how that was executed, that's come from members. So, you know, the the focus this year has very be very much been on how do we get that final destination? Because for us, the academy as it is now is is complete. This this was the end destination that we've been working towards in terms of content like not in terms of content, we're not going to suddenly stop adding content, but in terms of the roadmap, in terms of how we present our content, in terms of making sure that the key areas of the topic are covered, that the stuff we offer is going to best help people, whether they are at the start of their journey or whether they've been on the journey for 10 years or so. This is the end picture, the end goal, but it's taken three years to get here.
0: Yeah, and you know what would be cool is if you put some screenshots in the show notes of the different evolutions of the site.
1: Yeah, I am actually think that um, I'm going to do a completely separate article about that, um, yeah, where we can dive a little bit deeper. But by all means, please do head over to the slash 165. And within the show notes, you're going to see links to the episodes we've previously done, our two-year review, our... our 12 month review. I think we did a review three months in, possibly. We did in the academy, I We did know in the if we academy. Did it publicly. No, we didn't do it publicly, but we did do a three-part podcast series just after our launch as well, where we talked about the pre-launch and all of that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it's a good kind of verbal history of Memberside Academy. So, in terms of what we've done the last year, Academy 3.0 was the biggest thing we did. We also, back in our last episode, um not last episode, a year ago, uh, we talked about the membership accelerator, which was kind of a higher level private mastermind that we'd been running um, for well throughout that second year. Really, big thing we did in the last twelve months is we actually ended that. So we finished the accelerator, we stopped running it, and um, yeah, that was very, very much a, a decision that we we discussed at length but a one that we feel was the right move uh, for us and for the business.
0: Yeah, I think for me in particular, I loved working with people more closely in the accelerator and getting that little more hands-on with people's membership sites. But our focus has always been the academy, our academy members, and making that experience as awesome as possible. Yeah. And the accelerator was taking time away from that. It was causing stress in terms of working it around things like travel that we were doing, because you in particular were doing a lot of speaking and things like that. So it became something where...
1: It was a little more of a burden, wasn't it? Um, not not a so, burdens burdens possibly strong. i but was gonna say yeah. <laughs>
0: no I think it just became that it wasn't the best way to make use of our time anymore. Yeah. and as much as we loved working with people on that level, we wanted to make sure that the academy and our academy members weren't um, kind of getting shortchanged because yeah. we weren't available as much.
1: And the thing is you know it was like we said from day one and possibly said when we talked about this last year on the episode that it, it was fundamental to us launching the accelerator that if at any point we felt that this was being detrimental to the academy taking stuff away from our members then we would end it it was very financially successful for us and when we talk about our time being used up i mean we didn't suddenly find ourselves working you know 20 hour days it's not like we went from from putting in 30 minutes of work a day to really being on the grind and really working ourselves down to the ground it's nothing as extreme as that but what it did do just the the, the logistical differences it made to our day to day the impact that it has on on being able to just be able to sink yourself into a project for the academy members that kind of disruption and that kind of a constant appointment in your your diary for these coaching calls and stuff like that. That definitely affected the way that we were able to to give ourselves to the academy in a way.
0: And not even like, I don't think it was actually detrimental to the academy and academy members. But where it did come in is when we were planning this year, for example... A lot of the things that we wanted to do, we needed that extra time that the ac- the accelerator was taking in order to do them. So it was more yeah. forward thinking about not wanting it to cause us to have to sacrifice some of our other plans yeah. for the academy.
1: And that's the thing, you know, and it's always a difficult decision to uh, put a stop on something that is being successful in terms of, the revenue generates in terms of the people we were helping and stuff like that. Um, The accelerator was always kind of a limited term thing. So it's not like, you know, all of a sudden we pulled the rug out from our accelerator members. Uh, We, we essentially let those kind of uh, end organically, didn't we? Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's certainly based on what we've been able to do since it's been the right move and it's not something uh, I want to speak for you, but I've not looked back. Uh, it's a funny one because within this business, you always get people saying or cautioning you against leaving money on the table. But I think that's such a strange mindset—that fear of there being a way of possibly making a dollar or two—and you know, if if such an opportunity to make a little bit of money exists, then you're crazy for not jumping on that, regardless of the implications of that thing. It's okay to leave money on the table if it's a table you don't want to sit at, if it's a game you don't want to play. And so while our decision to start the accelerator was absolutely not in any way because we thought, oh, there's money on the table, we, we should start doing this. Um, we definitely know, again, from seeing in our community, from seeing peers and stuff like that, that quite often I actually think other people would have stuck with the accelerator even despite its impact on other areas of their business despite the fact that you know maybe it wasn't what they wanted to be doing day to day because there is always that that thing of well if you're making money from it and it's been successful then it's madness to stop doing it but actually the memberships become even more successful since then and yeah. it's surpassed any other um, upsides, revenue or otherwise, that the accelerator was bringing. So that's, again, that was probably one of the bigger decisions we've had to make in the last year. We don't have too many difficult decisions to make in this this line of business, but that certainly was one that uh, had quite a few late-night discussions, but absolutely has turned out to be the best move for us. So, you know, if if you're facing a tricky decision in your business, your membership, if you're thinking you know, you're feeling under pressure to add other aspects into your membership offering or into your business that you're not feeling comfortable about, then, yeah, just know it's okay to walk away from this mythical money on the table if it means that you can dedicate more of your time, attention, and resources to the stuff you actually want to be doing and to the stuff that's better aligned with your your expectations for yourself your expectations for your members and the way in which you want to turn up and serve your audience all right so ending the accelerator um definitely one of the bigger decisions of the last year um we also launched a sexy new sales page
0: we did yeah we did it is a sexy page it's
1: a very sexy sales page um that was that was towards the end of 2017 right no No, that was like june this year no was it
0: yeah man May may 7th actually Wow! So not that long. I
1: have absolutely no concept of time. I'm sure it was. Are you sure? I am. Yeah. (laughs) What year is it this year? 2018. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we didn't launch a sexy sales page towards the end of last year. We launched a sexy sales page just a few months ago. Um, it's worked really well. It's you know we've yeah I think
0: sales have gone up by about thirty percent yeah so we already did well in terms of conversions on the existing sales page which is why we actually haven't changed the sales page other than updating things like content on it since we very first launched, because it converted really well, so yeah. it was always one of those things where we were like, we kind of we want never a new liked
1: s- it. We never liked it. <laughs> yeah. did we really? it was that
0: kind of we kind of want to create a new sales page, but this one does really well. So what if we kind of change it <laughs> and then sales kind Everything of go down? Goes and stuff. To hell. So we had that fear of conversions are really good. So why change it?
1: Yeah, it's um, like it's that whole thing. If it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah. But you know, where it's it's not so much of fixing something that didn't work. But again, evolving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've definitely seen the benefits from doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, you know, <laughs> the sales page we had before worked well despite us not liking it. Um, and it was, it's funny. A lot of people obviously model what they do in their business on what we do. And sometimes that extends to, making their sales pages fairly similar to ours. Sometimes that's just in terms of the flow, so sometimes it's taking inspiration for copy and stuff like that, but sometimes it's actually having the design and the look and the feel pretty much mirror ours. And with the last sales page we had, the, the first and the one that served us for almost three years, that was a Thrive Themes template. So actually it was pretty easy for other people to replicate it, but the thing that always tickled us was the fact that you know people would would reproduce or they would mirror the structure and the flow and some of the copy and stuff that was rushed together by us last minute because we'd had a major major tech meltdown when we launched Memsite Academy within like I, I think it was like less than a day before we were due to open the door of the doors of the Academy to our wait list, everything went wrong. And so that sales page was actually done at a crazy hour of the morning after an extremely stressful day where Callie was re-recording courses upstairs. I was downstairs trying to keep my eyes open. Um Banging away on my laptop. So that first version of the sales page was literally a okay, we just need to get something up. So just stream of consciousness, put this together. And and it worked really well despite that. Now, I suppose the lesson in that is actually, you know, if you just take an organic approach and you don't overthink it and all of that, then you get the best results. And maybe that's true, but also. It was so cobbled together. It looked alright. It looked good. It didn't look bad. It wasn't bad. I was
0: gonna say, I think you do yourself a disservice then yeah. because you say cobbled together, but this is after what ten years of creating sales pages True. for other people. True. It's, so it's not like you didn't. No, know what I know, you were doing. I know,
1: I know. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm English, and I'm from the northeast of England. So self-deprecation is the way to go. Like humility has to, <laughs> is just the default mode. But yeah, it, it obviously my experience and all that sort of stuff helped, but it was rushed together. It doesn't kind of skip the fact that this new sales page we launched, that took a heck of a lot longer than that first sales page. That first sales page was like a five-hour job. The new sales page was more like a 55-hour job, totally custom design and all that. So that's, again, while it's not big and exciting in terms of stuff we've done, that was a a big chunk of, of time spent on that. And that increase of sales was awesome. But that just that improvement of the sales page, I think bringing it up to the standard of the rest of the Academy, that was certainly long overdue. So I was pleased to get that done. Um, also continued on with speaking opportunities. Um, last year, So it's getting confusing for me, saying last year in reference to last year's episode, which was talking about the year before. So it's like, yeah. So, the previous episode we did, when I was talking about the speaking opportunities, a lot of the stuff I was doing there was for the very first time speaking at events like Social Media Marketing World and Podcast Movement. Again, spoke at those events for the second time in the last 12 months. Um... Was honoured to be asked to speak at Upreneur Summit, which was a huge UK conference headed up by Chris Ducker. So I got the chance to share the stage with the likes of Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, John Jance, um, and some awesome UK entrepreneurs as well. Fantastic speakers like Mark Asquith, Colin Gray, Janet Murray. Um, so yeah, that was that was great. That was last November, and uh, recently. Spoke at CMA Live up in Edinburgh again alongside the likes of Chris Brogan, Brian Fanzo, and Handley. Like, these are all people who uh, I've looked up to who you know I read their stuff years ago. I mean, Brogan, Chris Brogan, probably one of the first people that I followed and the first person whose stuff I consumed online. And you know, here I am sharing a stage with him, and it's kind of like you get that little bit of. Someone just gonna kind of pull me off stage, like, <laughs> hey, hey, man, you weren't supposed to be here. But no, um, that's that's been a lot of fun. Obviously, speaking of those events, it's not, it's not a big part of our strategy because I think what we do is so specific. We don't get a, a huge amount from it, other than enjoyment and you know the the chance to obviously reach a new audience. So it's always good, but I would imagine probably in the next year. I might that'll be scaled back a little bit. I, I know certainly um some of the, the events over on the other side of the Atlantic, maybe that won't figure in as much over the next 12 months or so. Because there's only so many times you can put, you know, these event badges on your website. You know, you don't get to put times two, times three next to these badges. And to be honest, that social proof is probably one of the biggest things that we get out of it. You know, being, being seen to be of that level of of someone who's asked to speak at a social media marketing world, that's great. But it's uh, diminishing returns, maybe. You yeah. know, we shall see. We shall see. It's not a top priority, but actually if you'd asked us three years ago, like, whether that would be a high priority, it probably would be higher up on the list than it, than it is now.
0: You know? Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, Obviously, one of the best things about those kind of events is um, the fact that we piggyback our own stuff onto them, uh, which we did in the last 12 months. We did our Mastermind event in San Diego. And finally... We did one in the UK. We did one in London.
0: Yeah, so we had Mass Mind Days in both San Diego and London for a certain number of people. Uh, both great days. I really loved doing them. Loved organizing them as well because I'm an organizer, a planner. She loves so organizing I events. sorting venues and things like that uh so yeah and it was great to again be able to work with people on that deeper level with their memberships and and it was great seeing the people in the room connect as well
1: yeah that's always the the best part so back in 2017 uh when we did our san diego event we did a it was a workshop wasn't it It was a full day yeah the first one was a full day workshop we thought about doing that again but we because we did the accelerator and we did more of that kind of masterminding and more of that freeform coaching and discussing, discussing, discussion. discussion? discussion. <laughs> I'll not edit that out. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we did that more freeform discussion. Uh, we thought, you know what? Let's let's see how the mastermind format goes down. And you know, I thought a workshop was awesome, but I thought the mastermind um, of the. I was gonna say it was the better one, but now I'm thinking um, our workshop in twenty seventeen was really awesome too.
0: See, I liked both. I really loved the the workshop because I like teaching. I, yeah. I like teaching, I like standing up and teaching and I feel much more comfortable in in that kind of zone. Like I'm not like Mike, I can't stand up on a stage and speak. Although but although, although I will be next year. Yeah, she alert, will be next year. Um but yeah, so speaking isn't my thing, but if I'm teaching yeah. then I'm quite happy standing up and, and doing that. And so I really loved the workshop. I loved putting together kind of the workbook. Uh, I'm ridiculously proud of the workbook <laughs> I created for that um, and things like that. So the mastermind for me was a bit more of a, um, I was unsure going into that because to be honest with you, I've not really been to mastermind events. It's yeah, you're not, not big on it's masterminds. Not, yeah, it's not something I typically enjoy as an attendee um but i did enjoy doing the accelerator events. Yeah. So when we decided to do the mastermind for me it was a bit more nerve-wracking than doing the workshop because i wasn't quite well, that's as that's the thing I it's just you isn't it.
1: There's no you don't yeah. have material to fall back on. You don't know
0: what people are going to ask, yeah. you don't know, you know, how people in the room are going to get on. And so that was important for me making sure there was a good group dynamic in the room yeah. in particular. And yeah, you know, both events went really well. Um and We'll probably be doing some more of them in yeah, the future. Yeah.
1: I mean, there, and the thing is, the mastermind format, you can deliver so much value, yeah. even just from the connections that the attendees make amongst themselves, but you can deliver so much value for relatively little preparation on your part as an event organizer. You provide the place, you help put great people in the room. And you turn up, and obviously with us, we bring with us our expertise, but also everyone in the room is a membership site owner as well. And anyone who's part of our community at Membersite Academy, or even part of the Facebook group, you will know that so much gold comes from just talking to other membership site owners. And Um, that was definitely true at both of the mastermind events we did in San Diego and in London.
0: And I think that's actually something important to note because we were actually very specific that the mastermind events were for people who already had their membership sites up and running because that's where we feel there's the most value from that kind of masterminding is when you already have your site up and running and you're looking for new ideas, changes you can make and things like that. Whereas for people who are kind of planning and building their site, there's a much more specific path yeah. that you can follow. And that's where things like the roadmap come in. There's there's much more kind of, okay, do A to Z and yeah. that'll get you and to the so you want to mu-
1: Yeah, and so much of what people at that stage need is instruction. Yes. It's instructional material. And you can't really sit and show someone how to build a website in a mastermind meeting. Yeah. So Whereas- yeah, those mastermind events are awesome. But yeah, as Kelly said, I've actually forgotten we'd outright explicitly said, if you are at this stage of the journey, this event isn't really for you. But if you are here and these are the type of challenges you're looking to to address, this is where you need to be. So, um, and the good thing as well with those masterminds is we tagged the San Diego one onto the back of Social Media Marketing World. We tagged the London one onto the back of Youpreneur Summit. So, if you're going to conferences, if you're going to events, look for opportunities to do something of your own for your members, for your community, if you know those guys are going to be attending. You know, we know that there'll be Member Society Academy members in San Diego for Social Media Marketing World. We knew that there were Academy members in London for Youpreneur Summit. We also knew that there'd be people not going to those events who would travel in, actually more than we thought. Um, So you know, leverage the fact that you're gonna be there, your attendees are gonna be there, they're in learning mode so they're in the right mindset and actually if you schedule them after the conference, after the event, then they probably have stuff that they've just learned that they want to talk about and want to look at how they can apply.
0: Yeah, yeah. and worth saying we also did free meetups with yeah. members and our, our general audience as well while we were pretty yeah. much anywhere we went, actually. Yeah,
1: we'll grab a drink, have a meal. Again, any opportunity we can to connect with our members, either kind of formally where we have, this is the time of day we go and let's all meet up here and we book a little space. Uh, but even informally, you know, a podcast movement uh, over in Philadelphia, we ummed and odd about whether to do a meetup there. But the thing we found is most of the people there who were Academy members, they were also there as speakers. They were also there as you know, well-known figures in the podcasting space. So I, those guys were in demand already. Their schedule's already quite hectic. Plus, Callie wasn't there to do the organisation of it. But even then, without a formal member meetup organised, I made sure that I was very deliberately hunting down people who I knew were in the academy to say hello to them. And uh, you know, that that still getting that little bit of face time, whether it's formal or informal, so important. So again, for yourselves and your business, any way you can do that, try. To uh, to make it a priority if you're attending events, so yeah, something that I'm positive will continue in the years to come. Another thing that has been a big part of this last year is continuing to grow the team here at Member Site Ac- here at Member Site Academy, and the membership guys. Um, so our podcast editor, I believe we brought James on. Yeah, he's
0: been with us a while. Yeah, he's
1: been with us for a while. Um, we have. Uh, staff helping us with tech support or inquiries about a member-only theme. Um, we've just started with a brand new shiny community manager and an admin and customer support manager as well. Um, we, we were working with Irene, who's a long-term member, who's now actually just going to be refocusing solely on her own membership. So uh, that's, that's obviously sad to to no longer be working with irene but of course she's still part of the community and everything um you know moved on in very positive terms and so yeah laura and sam have just started here as part of the team we've also got sarah our graphic designer this is it's starting to become quite a squad here isn't it
0: yeah it's almost like we've gone professional
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like we've gone professional. Almost. Almost. Um, So, yeah, obviously, you know, we the fact, and we've talked about this before, the fact that there's two of us is a huge force multiplier. It's not just like having two pairs of hands on the job. I I don't know what it is. When there's two people versus when there's one, it, it has such a major difference and such a major impact on how much you can get done. And we kind of rolled that as long as we were able, so probably longer than most people need to before they have to bring in other team members. But now we are very much at that stage of actually looking at at ways in which we can ensure that any time we put into the business is time spent on stuff that only we can do and stuff where we can deliver the most value to people. So, you know moving topics around the community from the wrong section to the right section yeah you know we'll do that if we're in there but that's not the best use of our time nobody joins the academy to to get access to the foremost experts on moving topics around in a forum or editing a podcast and stuff like that um so yeah we're we're kind of refining that and that team continues to grow which is exciting it is yeah it is it's a little daunting, because you know, we have to actually, you know, talk to other people in a professional <laughs> capacity. Yeah,
0: I'm a control freak, so I, <laughs> I like doing everything myself, but you yeah. see, I
1: don't know what's happened, because I, I was always like you know me, I was always even more of a control freak on anything like design, or especially the podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm very surprised you've you've let a graphic designer take over. The
1: yeah, podcast. but it's because she's she's badass, she's awesome. And you know, we had a couple of false starts on that front, but yeah, we've got the right person in place and it's making a huge huge difference. And even on the um even on the the podcast editing side and stuff, it's the same sort of thing. Like you have to kind of take a little bit of a of a jump and then be quite nervy and nervous while you wait for the first podcast episode or the first graphic that you've requested to come back to you. But then as soon as you it just it becomes clear that okay, this person knows what they're doing. I've got no question and no doubt that I can just let them get on with it. And you know what? If they get something wrong, it's an easy fix. You know, all I need to then do is go back and say, "Actually, you missed this," or "Actually, could you change that?" It's not the end of the world if someone doesn't do something the exact way that you would have done it first time. So yeah, that that relief of that control for me, I think has been a big development in the last year, and now that's that's for you as well to. Uh, to experience this as some of the areas that have kind of previously been more your domain completely. Um, you know, the fact we've now got Sam. Sam as our community manager. Yeah, the manager. community
0: is a difficult one. But yeah. we'll see how that The community
1: is always ours. I mean, we, we're never going to not be living in that community. But it's just, it's very cool having someone else on board to make sure you guys feel welcome and to, you know, love on you guys a little bit. Yeah. So that'll be fun. It's going to be awesome to see how that uh, develops over the next year or so. And, of course, we'll be here again in 12 months talking about that, and I'm sure it'll all be great stuff. Now, we said last year that the name of the game, and we say this all the time, the name of the game with with memberships and with the Academy in, in, in general is Staying the Course continuing to provide value, keeping things fairly simple in terms of the way the business is run, in terms of the strategy and the tactics. And we've stuck with that over the last year. And again, it's it's worked. You know, we haven't gone out and spent loads of time on really convoluted, complex sales funnels and, and all that stuff. We've spent money and we've invested um, in our Facebook ad strategy to have that refined a little bit and also to to test and to validate that our approach was right, and actually it is. Um, and we've also verified that it's not an area that we need to actually worry too much about doing too much more with. So we've done that. But again, really most of this year is just about staying consistent. And it's worked. We've seen continued growth across all areas. Revenue, member numbers, site traffic, podcast listeners, email subscribers. It keeps continuing to grow and grow and grow. No blips, no dips, no indications that just continuing to show up and serve you guys and keeping it nice and simple. We don't need to put you through a 50-part funnel that does backflips if you click on a specific link. Like We just keep giving you good content. We keep showing up and serving you, and those of you who want more of that and want it on a deeper level and a higher level, you come and join the Academy. Those of you who don't, you continue to be a valuable, a valuable part of our audience. That's as complex as it as it ever gets with us, and you know what? It's It's kind of working. This is the long game, and the long game is consistency.
0: Yeah. And we're definitely all about keeping things simple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really. And, you know, obviously, that's uh, there's a big difference between being keeping things simple and being complacent with the things that are working. You know, it's one thing to stick with stuff that's working, but to continuously have a gut check and, 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 you know, do things to ensure that that simplicity in terms of your strategy and your tactics is the right path. There's a big difference between that and just getting complacent. And just being lazy and stuff like that. So we'll definitely keep that little, keep the finger on the pulse just by nature of what we do. And keep giving ourselves periodic gut checks. And we'll keep experimenting with different tactics and stuff like that. But at the core of our business is the simple strategy and approach of show up, serve, put out good content, have an awesome product, and yeah, it's working. So, yeah, that's what we've done since. So, if you're tuning in, hoping that, you know, we're going to sort of say, and actually, we did doing a webinar that was precisely 50 minutes, where we start the pitch at the 36th minute and we have an offer that's available for 20 seconds. Like, if you're looking for that overblown tripe in terms of tactics and stuff. I'm sorry to disappoint, but if you've been with us for a while and you've followed us for a while, you'll know we're not about that sort of thing. So staying the course has paid dividends for us. So that's what we've been up to in the last 12 months. Of all the stuff that we've done, Callie, what have been your highlights?
0: I think my podcast has definitely been a highlight for me. I think that's kind of allowed me to become a lot more visible in the brand but more importantly it's been great being able to get the stories of our members out there to people and have them inspiring people and one of the things that I really enjoyed about doing the podcast is that I was very careful to kind of choose who I, who I invited to be a guest Hmm. based on them all having kind of different membership models, different things that have worked for them, different strategies so that people could really see that there is no one size fits all when it comes to membership sites. And that you know, you can have a high ticket membership site, you can have a low ticket membership site, you can have all these different structures and models and things that you give and ways that you attract members or ways that you attract members and they can all be successful. So I really loved being able to share those stories. And I really loved hearing people's feedback about how they've been able to listen to those podcasts and actually realise that, yeah, what they want to do would work. Or yeah. that they don't have to do this particular strategy that somebody else has taught them, for example.
1: Yeah, and I think you're so it's been so, so important. And I've loved seeing that feedback coming in, as well as actually seeing... How it's how it's affected you and 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 how you've been able to develop in areas that I know that you were wanting to develop in terms of you know the comfort level of just showing up with a mic and a guest and just making awesome stuff happen. You know, I've always I have it's fair to say I've always been more the one who can just rock up somewhere and
0: yeah, I don't turn have the off. gift of the gab that you have. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I trying- I'm a much more. Um, Pragmatic. Quiet introvert. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, pragmatic.
1: And, you know, obviously, uh, like that, it's it, it works well as a good balance. Because if you've got two people who can't ever shut up, then... That doesn't make for a harmonious um, relationship. So uh, you know, it's it's been so good seeing the podcast out there, seeing the response it's getting, not just to the guests, not just to the lessons that that it helps get across there, but also to you as a host, and actually seeing the com- the massively increased comfort level I think you have now in in doing that sort of thing. You know, in kind of being dropped in the deep end, because often when you're doing a podcast interview, you are being dropped in the deep end. You maybe have some questions, you maybe know a little bit about someone, but you don't have a script as to how a conversation is going to go. So that ability to adapt and think on the fly and and uh, create awesome end results like that is something that that is a skill and i think that for you that skill certainly shone through and and been honed and refined and it's 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 great to see obviously as the other membership guy which is now me cali is the (laughs) cali is the figurehead and i'm the other membership guy no no it's so it's also cool to see that come along because i i know we've we've spoke about that's something you wanted to improve upon
0: yeah definitely definitely and
1: i think that visibility in the brand especially with the membership guys podcast being such a big part of the brand and it being predominantly me like there was too much awesomeness there for it to only come out like once a year on the anniversary episodes so uh yeah Kali is now full-fledged standalone podcaster like she's threatening to gay crash my trips to the podcasting conferences (laughs) and stuff like that but the response has been awesome to behind the membership and i think the 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 key to it again is as you were saying is people are hearing from successful membership owners of different personality types different sizes different industries different membership models and It's all reinforcing stuff that we say all along. Because it's one thing for us to say to people, there is no one-size-fits-all. There is no 10-step process. There is no shortcut. But now you've got two seasons of Behind the Membership to back that up. Because you've got extremely successful, multi-million dollar memberships with tens of thousands of members who are actually revealing the fact that, you know what, we took that model and set it up somewhere else and it didn't work. Or, you know what, it took us to this point before we got the basics right. So, yeah, if you haven't already checked out behind the membership, seriously, it's better than this show. (laughs) I will admit it. Um, But it's different. It's completely different from this show. And, uh, yeah, I think just, I know it's your personal highlight. It's what you picked out as your personal highlight. It's a business highlight. It's a brand highlight, not just for the last 12 months, but of the whole three years. And so, yeah, we're now getting tweets from people like, when's the next season coming out? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, why don't you check out my podcast as an alternative? No, when's next season of Cali's show? It's not even when's the next season or oh, behind the membership. When's the next season of Cali's show? <laughs> I want more Cali. Boot are you. No. Everybody,
0: everybody should want more Cali in that. Exactly,
1: life. exactly. Um, and you know, it's a big, big part of putting more of you, but more of ourselves in general into the business. We're going to talk about that in a little while. Speaking of the podcast, you know, I'm, I haven't been totally eclipsed just yet. The Membership Guys podcast won an award this year.
0: Well, technically, the award says Cali and Mike, <laughs> so you know, we won an award.
1: But it's my show. That's true. I'll let you my have that show. one. I'll let you have that one. Your contribution to the show is is allowing me to run <laughs> to run it on my own. Yes, uh, <laughs> out of pity. So yeah, the Membership Guys Podcast won an award. So you're now listening to an official award-winning podcast. Um, yeah, award for best podcast from Conan Mountain Academy. Um, totally unexpected. I always assume with these things that the people who are winning them secretly know in advance and they're prepared if i if i had i probably wouldn't have gone like dressed like a a a farmer i was no i wasn't wearing a star wars t-shirt i was wearing a creased um because it was in my suitcase i was wearing a, a kind of creased polo shirt with like a a flat cap which i definitely wouldn't have worn i maybe would have shaved a little more so i just look a bit disheveled and um surprised because actually i i Didn't think um, I would begin it. And also because I was speaking at the conference. So they're not going to give an award to a speaker because, you know, we get enough attention already. But no. Um, So, yeah, I was very appreciative of that. So that was definitely a highlight. A big, big highlight for me, honestly, as a reformed, recovering web designer, web developer who doesn't get to dust off the coding chops on a day-to-day basis like I used to um, is Academy 3.0. Not, not just for the technical side of it and the website, but for the scale of the achievement I feel it is for us. And also because, as we said earlier, it's the end point. This, this is the version of the academy we always had in mind. This is what we've been working towards in terms of product development. And while, yes, there's little things we're going to build on and enhance in terms of member experience... As a complete website, it's there, it's done, it's awesome. Like, it is the standard bearer. Uh, patting her own back, blowing her own trumpet, but this is a three-year journey to to culminate in, in what we've just released. So that certainly, I know it's come at the very end of that three-year period, but that is definitely a big big highlight for me as well because we did it you know we've we kind of built the the dream membership we had in mind from day one that we knew that there's no possible way we would have got that nailed if that was a version we were trying to build um from the get-go but you know yeah so that's uh, it feels good it feels a little weird
0: but we've got more good plans. We've got more come. we've
1: got more huge plans, but it feels a little weird so like it
0: feels both like an endpoint, but also a beginning. but there's still all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> In
1: terms of product development, like new features and structure and this, that, and the other, it's it's the finish line, it's a culmination of, of all this work and development and time. So now that frees us up. The best thing it frees us up to to focus almost entirely on content, serving the community and looking at other things to bring into the mix, which we're going to talk about later, which again will will help serve the community even more, rather than always being that, okay, well, we know that for the next however many months we can do this, we can do that, but then by the time we get to this stage, then we need to start working on the next development of the site, the next features and this, that, and the other. Now that that's such a huge area in which we can put a big, taken the box and say we have it the way we want it next year there will not be an academy 4.0 we're leaving it as a trilogy
0: guys yeah you know what happens when you when you try and do kind of more than a trilogy
1: absolutely so you know that's um that's definitely one of my big big highlights for uh the last year all right so in terms of what's worked in terms of you know stuff that's really um I, i think being successful for us in the last year. We touched on it before, putting more of ourselves in the business is a very deliberate thing we've tried to do over the past 12 months. We always felt that we knew that the content was great, we knew the podcast was great, we knew that the academy was great, but we didn't necessarily feel that we had enough of an individual personal presence in the business. And as a result, honestly, I think just a tiny bit of that connection with the audience, I think it was missing. Because on our Q and A calls, we would you'd hear our voice, but you'd see a PowerPoint. And obviously, the podcast, you hear my voice, but you don't see a face. We go to our Facebook page, you see our logo, but you don't see us. We were buried in the brand, and so we the the drive to put more of ourselves in the business kind of started a little bit out of frustration with the brand so it started with us thinking do we need to rebrand we know that there was something that just wasn't locked in the way we wanted to be so let's rebrand right that's the easy answer and we actually had in mind okay
0: Uh, came up with a whole new brand new name and things but
1: we- yeah, it, it it wasn't addressing the actual issue. The problem wasn't the brand, it wasn't the name. So our thing was, you know, we're not there's not enough of our personality there, there's not enough of that actual personal connection. So let's rebrand it and that rebrand will make it easier for us to make a connection, right? Like any of you who know anything about branding or just any of you who know anything about anything will know that that is Papering over the cracks at worst. So we were going to go all in as the membership geeks because we're geeks. We love video games. We play board games. You know, we are nerdy, geeky people at heart. So like, let's just be geeks, and we can do all these cool stuff with video games and this and that and the other. And it's like, but dude, we don't even have a picture of ourselves on our Facebook page. How are you gonna? You're not. We're not going to go from that to like live streaming or video game playing while happening to talk about membership. It's just not going to happen because the issue isn't that the name doesn't suit or doesn't facilitate personality. It's just we haven't put ourselves forward. We haven't put our picture on the sales page prominently or the social media stuff. We hide behind you know, the PowerPoints. The issue was not the name. So that was a bit of a non-starter. And that was reaffirmed. We spoke to people we have a lot of respect uh, for. We spoke to peers in the industry. And people understood the mindset behind it. But nobody was excited about it, were they? Because, again, it wasn't addressing the issue. So we've taken great steps in the last nine months or so, maybe. Yeah. To just be more visible. So for one, our live Q&A calls They're no longer behind PowerPoint. It's Callie and I live on camera interacting with you guys.
0: Which... (laughs) It's
1: been awesome. I love that.
0: It has, but it does... uh, Members do like pointing out that I'm not very good at hiding my facial expressions. <laughs> I, I have two I have two issues with being on camera. One is that my face does not respond when I think it does. So I'll think I'm smiling, but I actually yeah. just look bored. And the other is that I don't have a poker face at all as well, so I can't hide my reactions. So members quite like that on, uh, yeah, cause think, cause <laughs> on it's, the Q&A. Course.
1: Yeah, because very real. It's totally organic. Nothing's staged or faked or anything like that. But, yeah, the Kali... The Callie's inability to smile like it's not an inability to smile but like she'll ask me like take a picture or she'll look back on a video and kind of like i could have sworn that i had the biggest smile on my face and then you look and it's just like nothing it's just (laughs) i
0: swear i'm smiling (laughs) i'm a smiley person
1: yeah she actually she is but i think as soon as your brain says okay gotta smile now like your face just says nope
0: yeah, for any Friends fans, it's kind of like Chandler when he has to try and get his photo taken. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, so that was the first hurdle in in be more visible, being more on camera. But no, we're on camera for the live Q and A's. We've got on camera videos now integrated into the road the roadmap, even the welcome video. Actually having the two of us looking happy that you've joined the Academy. <laughs> um, sending personal welcome videos to new members, where again, it's Callie or myself, and it's going to be Sam as well. Now, um, where, you know, it's Face the Camera. Personal connection. Actually putting a face to the brand. And we were starting to get little bits of feedback. Not a huge amount, but little bits of feedback that made us realise Yes, some people join the, a lot of people join the academy because they listen to our show, they love our stuff, they know who we are. But some people who join the academy just find us from a Google search, and they do not know who Mike Morrison and Callie Willows are. And so we weren't doing anything to actually show them who we are. And so there was zero connection there.
0: Yeah. And and, I, yeah. I think that's something that surprised me actually, because of the topic and the fact that it is a membership. The number of people that do or did and do join just from the sales page just from yeah. search so without actually kind of following us first without consuming content first so they come in kind of essentially cold and not really knowing us at all and that's something we didn't initially kind of consider and factor into how we presented ourselves yeah. in the academy and a,
1: a big big part of that is because for that that initial year or so i think there was a greater proportion of people who joined the academy who did so having had that initial relationship with us, but because we've been blessed to to have grown the way we have, to become a, you know, have the profile with the academy, the reach that we have, you know, people are in the Facebook groups recommending the Academy, not because of Mike and Callie. They recommend the Academy because it's an awesome place to be for a membership owner. And we, we're not mentioned. And nor should we be, because actually you can get replaced where it's too much about the cult of personality where people buy products or join things purely because they think that you're a nice person, regardless of the fact that the product's garbage. We'd much rather have it the other way around. um so you know, we perhaps hadn't anticipated just how how much that would shift in terms of people coming cold and so, the fact that yes, for the first year or so, we could kind of get away with with shying away a little bit in terms of being mega visible in the brand, you know, we've now reached a stage where we have to be in there more. And in doing that, we're having so much more fun. Like our Q and A calls are a lot of fun. We do we now do a monthly academy show, which is again it's on camera. We film this. This is. We, we kind of split up our Q&A calls. Our Q&A calls used to start with like 30 minutes of us talking about Academy news, shouting out member wins, and stuff like that. We separate that out, so the Q&A calls is just us on camera answering your questions. The Academy show, once a month, do camera, but we're shouting out member wins. And there's just something about knowing that we are on camera giving shout-outs to our members. That makes me feel more proud, I think, of the the wins and the achievements our members are having that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and we have things like the member of the month and and all those kind of things.
1: So, again, you know, it's just more of us. The branding, the graphics, the social media uh, accounts, we are now visible. We are there. Um, We start doing Facebook Lives. We just not hit a rhythm with Facebook Lives. Um, It's a little bit of a challenge because we put so much content out for free that finding the right approach with Facebook Live, in, in terms of being another way of seeing our faces and having our visibility in the brand, we we would just it just hasn't locked in with Facebook Live, and we've we've spent time speaking to you know people who are at the top of their game with live video, and yeah, it just hasn't clicked for us. But we made the decision not to force it. It's not a huge priority, but again. It's We've taken steps to attempt to put more of us into the brand in that way as well. And it's something we're going to continue on with. And as over the next year and beyond, we're going to be finding other ways. Okay, now, how do we step that up? Now that we're no longer hidden within the brand, within our content... What's next? How do we evolve that? So that's going to be a big focus of the next year. But so far, I think it's definitely worked in terms of feeling more connected to our members and our members feeling more connected to us.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. And it's a lot more fun. Yeah. Like, those q and calls are so much fun. Knowing that we're on camera and actually someone, like, seeing someone type the thing, they've asked a question and I've, I've talked about a topic and they're like, yeah, we can tell how Mike feels about that. Or, yeah, you can tell Kali doesn't really like that. Um, yeah, and it allows us to yeah. be a little more organic and natural, and people people get to see the funny looks that you shoot me when I'm yeah. talking rubbish.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, I have no poker face. Yeah, um, but it's an interesting thing with that. Just finally, is that like one of the reasons we weren't necessarily doing those things on camera in the first place was confidence. Mine, in particular. And not feeling confident on camera, which you know my podcast really helped with feeling that confidence. But actually, once we started doing them, the confidence comes from actually doing, yeah, it, doing yeah.
1: them. Comes from just um, as Brian Fanzo, I social fans. I'm going to steal a phrase from him. Just push the damn button, yeah. and that's what we had to do. We had to kind of say, you know, you know what? Let's just do it. Absolute worst case scenario is that we don't like it but you know what we still have to put the content we're still putting the yeah. content we're still doing the Q&As we're going to have to do them in some way shape or form so you know what's the worst that can happen and yeah the world didn't end because we weren't on camera so yeah it's definitely worked It's something we're going to continue on with something else that's worked really well in the last 12 months well the last three or four months again we're going to mention academy 3.0 I'm not going to labor on it too much but we We shifted our approach for that in terms of um, really going heads down. So a big, big part of why we run a membership and a big benefit of running a membership is the ability to secure the type of lifestyle you want in terms of when you work, how much you work, how long you work. And we'd, we'd gone into a nice rhythm where our lifestyle suited us quite well. We worked Four hours a week? Four hours a week? (laughs) No. (laughs) We worked four days a week. Um, We had no work Friday, was a general rule. Um, Usually starting a little later in the day and finishing a little early. Like, quite relaxed, quite low stress, low pressure. With Academy 3.0, we knew that we were working on something huge. And after... Not really getting things moving as quick as we'd like in the early part of the year on that front. We we had that discussion, made that decision. You know what? If we just temporarily sacrifice the lifestyle, we go heads down. And when I say heads down, I don't mean like working 20-hour days and stuff. But we go heads down and start at 9 and power through till 6 or 7. And we give up our... Fridays off, and we accept that you know it's okay if we have the laptop out on a night working in front of the TV during this period, just turning things up another 10, 15, 20% to get this done and get it done right, then it's going to be worth that temporary sacrifice. And it worked, and you know, that's again, we didn't work ourselves into the ground, but. It's Yeah. You know, but we had, you know, there were some days where we were working like crazy and some days were a lot more stressful than anything we've done over the the three or four years that preceded it. But we made that conscious decision. We want to get this done. If we just focus just on this, if we make that our main focus and we power through and we get this done, instead of it being something where it's like, okay, so um, today I'm going to spend three hours on on Academy 3.0, and you know I'll spend two hours doing this and two hours doing that, and I'll finish early. Switching it up, getting focused, going heads down, temporarily sacrificing that lifestyle, accepting that for this short period of time, we need to do things differently to get this done if we hadn't, it, this, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be Academy 3.0 for our third birthday. It would probably have been, okay, we introduced a new roadmap. It's not quite as good as we wanted it to be, um, maybe for our birthday. And then a new thing would come in a couple of months later, and then a new thing, and then a new thing. We didn't want to do that. So, yeah, that, that switch up, making that decision to just focus and just go heads down and to temporarily sacrifice the comfort level that we'd um, had with, with our day-to-day, week-to-week life, um, that yielded a positive result for us. And that got us over the finish line without feeling it was rushed. It wasn't a case of rushing it or or going over the top. It was just a case of staying focused and actually working hard. That suggests we don't usually work hard, doesn't it?
0: It does, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but working hard in a much more focused, much more driven way I think the manner. word
0: you're looking for is hustling.
1: Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, I promise you, I'm not looking for that word. So yeah, that's that's been a big thing that worked. In terms of specific tactics, again, we talk about a lot of this in the academy. I talked about specific stuff we've done um, in the sh- on the podcast over the last year. As you know, this we're not about flavor of the month strategies and stuff like that. So I'm not going to focus too much on these. Some specific things that have worked: welcome videos for new members. Again, this is something I might have mentioned on last year's show. Um since then it seems everyone's doing personalized welcome videos. I like to think that we we pioneered <laughs> those in in a to a degree. Cause we we were doing them like way back, right? Before everyone we were, else. Yeah, we've yeah. got
0: a training on them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're an Academy member, we've got a training, we've got a behind the scenes on our strategy with those. Those welcome videos for new members that worked really well for us, and it's actually awesome to uh, to see other people adopting that strategy and having it working for them as well in their memberships. Again, it's just a great way of providing that personal connection, that personal touch, putting more of yourself in the business, more of yourself in the brand, as we talked about before. Um, and Getting that one-on-one connection, which is often quite hard to do in a one-to-many model like a membership so uh yeah it's good I, I see the fact that a lot of other people are now doing this as verification that yeah it's, it's a good thing to be doing it's not just something that's working for us it's working yeah. for other people um, we also implemented a new cancellation process so um we added a tiny little bit of of extra things to do if someone's cancelling our membership. So it maybe turns a 30-second process into a 90-second process.
0: It's still only two clicks. I think it went from two clicks to three clicks. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, again, if you've been with us for a while, you know I always talk about make cancellations as simple as possible for people. So we're always reticent to mix that up a little bit. Um, But now, you know, we have people just tell us the main reason they're leaving and give give them the opportunity to give us some feedback before their cancellation gets put through. Just that's been... It's given us such valuable information that we've been able to use in things like Academy 3.0, in deciding what our priorities should be and so on. And obviously, you know, that's uh, still quick and easy for members to leave if they go temporarily crazy and decide that leaving our membership is a good idea. <laughs> you know, it's still quite and easy for them, but also gives us extremely valuable information. So that's, again, been a big, big uh, part in us being able to refine our strategy, just adding that extra little bit into our cancellation process. And uh, something else that's worked really specific, we did a great five-day challenge back in January. Um, this is... Something we're gonna to look to repeat and expand upon in the coming months. Uh, that went down really, really well. You know, we used a 30-day challenge to launch the membership. It worked well in terms of driving sign-ups, but also there were flaws to it. There were definitely areas in which we knew, even just halfway through, could have been improved. So the five-day challenge format that we ran earlier in the year. That worked really well. It drove a big bump in signups, got great engagement, and it's something we're definitely going to be expanding on in the future. Do we have a behind-the-scenes training on that? Yeah. yeah. So, again, if you're an Academy member, we've got a whole uh, workshop behind-the-scenes um, training on what we did with our five-day challenge, specifics in terms of how many signups it drove, how many members it drove, and, uh, yeah, that's in the Academy now as well. Final thing to mention that has worked like gangbusters for us is we started offering private coaching inside the academy. So, we added a section of the academy forum that is completely private to myself, Kali and whoever starts a topic. So, you could have 50 people in there all with individual topics, but only people like people can only see the topic they've started. So, that gives us a great environment to deliver private one-on-one or two-on-one coaching and support and feedback and that's been really well received and yeah it's
0: yeah. And one of the main reasons we wanted to do that is because for those members who already have their sites up and running in particular, a lot of the issues that they have are very specific or they're things that they don't necessarily feel comfortable publishing in the the full community. So talking about things like numbers, churn, finances, and things like that. So we wanted an area where members, I mean, it's open to all members, but it's with a particular focus on those members whose sites are already up and running. Yeah. Um, where they can actually kind of share that kind of information and get our in-depth feedback and get our coaching on what they should do next and how they can improve things and things like that. And this was kind of, we implemented this after we closed down the accelerator a couple of months later to still give members the option of having that little more in-depth time with us, that little more in-depth feedback. And it's gone really well and you know it was it was a started and as an experiment at first we were giving it 3 months because when you've got 1200 plus members it could quite easily become a time soak and too consuming but actually it's worked really well we've really yeah. enjoyed it it's great being able to again get that deeper connection with members in that section
1: yeah because you know obviously i think we said there's some stuff people just don't want to share publicly yeah um or there's some things where people maybe feel like they, I don't know, sometimes it can be a mentality where they don't want to post requests for too much input if it's public, because they don't want to be seen as being greedy. Yeah. Um. Whereas actually, when you frame a private coaching section as being, you know, this is a place not only where you can post privately, but where you can get real in-depth feedback and support from us, then people will perhaps be a little less apprehensive about going further in in describing their situation in their request for help. So it's been good. Obviously, the major concern for us was how is this going to impact us? Like Again, we said with the accelerator, we don't ever want to do anything that's detrimental to the core member base. So if this was suddenly something that was meaning we'd be chained to our desk for eight hours a day answering inquiries, then it would be a no-starter. Similarly, if it meant that people stopped posting in the rest of the community and only posted in here, we would kill it. But fortunately, things have worked out the way that we'd hoped they would on both of those fronts. So that's worked really well for us. Again, it's part of that connection. It's part of being able to give that one-to-one attention on a more scalable uh, basis. And yeah, that's worked really, really well for us. I've spoken about this on a previous episode of the podcast as well a little more. And of course, if you remember, then uh, we've we've talked about this in depth inside the Academy too. So lots of stuff that's worked really well for us this year. We have had some challenges. We've certainly seen an even greater increase in copycats, which we talked about last year. Uh, the bigger you get, the more it's going to happen. We remain vigilant. We remain... Pretty much stonewalled in terms of how we deal with these guys. We don't take it lightly. We act quick. We act firmly, and uh, it it yields the response and the result that we'd want. You know, we are pretty quick to stomp out anyone who's ripping off our content or, you know, mimicking our blog posts or anything like that, uh, it happens. It's always going to happen. It's a variable, inevitable even, uh, result of doing business online. So, yeah, that's always it's an ongoing challenge, but we're on top of it. Um, we also had a couple of little bumps when it comes to refining our content strategy. We hit a point where, you know, when you hit that point, we we'll say, okay, we've got all the bases covered, all the main stuff we know we want to equip membership owners with we're covered on those. So how do we continue to provide value that isn't just like churning out more courses? Um, And so the problem you have there is there's like 15 different ways you could do it or you want to do it. And you need to strike that balance between experimenting with new content formats and new ways of delivering value, while also not wanting to have a situation where you introduce something one week and then next week you pull it and you're trying something different, and then next week you're no longer doing this thing and you're doing something different. So we've actually been fairly smooth up until this year in terms of not having any false starts on that front. This time we had a couple of minor false starts that I'm pretty sure nobody other than us noticed or worried about um but you know again that's just part and parcel of running a membership some things you try won't work some things you'll have in mind as you know this is absolutely the best way of doing this and then at the 11th hour you think oh hang on this is actually quite terrible let's just do this instead um and we had a couple of those but nothing
0: nothing major nothing
1: major um the the yeah we've we've started doing two monthly q a's a month instead of one like that. That's
0: a good thing, though. You it's made good, it. You
1: made no, no, that no. sound As if it was a bad. Thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, the, what I wanted to to say with that is, it's quite funny in that you know we were kind of Man, okay. You know, if we did another live thing a month, what could it be? Like, could we do? Should we do coaching calls? Should we do um, like panels or roundtable? And I'm like, actually, you know what? Let's just like do another Q and A call, but make it timed. So that people from like Australia and Asia can come because they can't always make it to our other ones. It's the simplest thing in the world, but it's been so well received. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you guys will, will associate with this where you're thinking of all these amazing, great, shiny new things you can do and then it hits you. You know what? The answer is the absolute simplest thing in the world. This thing works really well. Let's try doing more of it, do more of the stuff that works. So, yeah, so that refining of the content strategy um, has perhaps become a little more challenging in the last year, certainly before we got head down on the the roadmap. Um, But we're in a place now where we're very happy with it. And the Academy 3.0 developments have really increased the flexibility that we have, on the content front, on the con- on the value delivery front moving forward as well. It's that thing also, you have to know when to stop. Yeah. We deliver so much value in the Academy. Any Academy member will tell you this.
0: Yeah, and the one thing we never want to do is create content just for the sake of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and you see memberships like that all the time. You see courses like that where you know they just scrap and scrape around for anything that they can pass off as valuable content we don't want to be like that um so you know yeah that's uh it's been it was an interesting period a couple of months where we were like we had like a dozen ideas on the table for all these things we could do and then actually the way ahead was just the simplest way
0: although we're still introducing a couple of them later on
1: yeah that those aren't the things i'm talking about though okay (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you guys can't see her giving me that little sympathetic pat on the knee. Yes, okay. This is why being on camera is good, because you guys get to see the the tortured reaction she has to some of the stuff I'm saying. All right, anyway, enough about the last 12 months. What's next? What is lined up for the remainder of 2018 into 2019?
0: The big thing now is going to be our live event yes so 2019 memberships live or name to be decided name to be
1: decided <laughs> we're name debating this to, at the moment. yes minute. to be confirmed live
0: yeah uh, <laughs> I love like we'll the be... word
1: live in it probably
0: yeah so this is going to be and the
1: word membership <laughs>
0: so this is going to be a two-day conference type of event but conference with a difference in 2019 yeah and we'll be yeah we're finalizing certain details at the moment and we're going to be yeah launching some of those details probably a few weeks after this yeah
1: yeah so yeah obviously um we are right now just days after launching academy 3.0 so we're not suddenly switching into event mode, like we obviously still. We
0: need a few cocktails. First. We need a few, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, there's going to be no more major site updates, so that clears the path um, for the the future. But the next big, big project is that 2019 conference. It's going to be in the UK. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's likely to be the back end of the year. September. September. Um, and it is going to be awesome it's going to be focused
0: to say that <laughs> it's going to be all focused on growth
1: there you go i stopped my sentence to let you yeah. have one
0: growth and retention so yes. this is for
1: Well, it's growth retention attracting members um managing your membership it's it's geared around people who have their membership up and running because again as we said before that first part of the journey is fairly prescriptive it's fairly linear you don't need a conference to learn, like a conference Although, isn't the place to learn yeah. to build a membership.
0: I would argue with you though that you're not going to have to need your membership site up and running to come because no. the stuff that you learn will then be useful yeah. for when yeah. you have your membership. But it is for,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's stuff you would bank, but it's stuff that will apply once your membership is yeah. is all systems go. So it's going to be growth focused, 2 days in September in the UK. Myself, Kali, some incredibly talented, skillful, knowledgeable and successful membership site owners who are going to be involved in various ways. We'll have speakers, we'll have panels, we'll have discussions, we'll have awesome fun stuff and we'll have hopefully hundreds of fellow membership site owners there too. So that is the big exciting thing for next year. But yeah, and it'll have a name by then (laughs) as well.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we're also, even though we've finished with site changes for the Academy and and things like that, we have got a few new things that we're gonna be rolling out for members end of this year, beginning of next year as well. So I'm quite excited about those, but we can't reveal too much just yet.
1: Absolutely. You know, when we say there's no major site updates or, you know, we're focusing on other stuff outside the academy, like don't get this wrong, there's not gonna be any like major new features in terms of website features and functionality. But name of the game, centre focus of everything we do is still the Academy. We're still in there day-to-day. We're still creating content. We're still delivering massive value. That is still our sole focus. It's just that in terms of big projects, now we're not coding away new features and stuff. That time now gets to go on other awesome things that... uh, we can do for our audience. So, yeah, there's a few other things we can't really talk about yet, but will come to light in the near future. But, you know, other than, I think, the conference, it would be good to get our our new book written. yeah not to laugh yeah. at
0: the same book.
1: Yeah, I get mocked for my pronunciation of book. So I'm pronouncing it the way I think it's now meant to be pronounced, but because of my silly accent, I always pronounce it book, which apparently... Is funny to some people. Book. That's how it's pronounced. It's book. Anyway, Anyway, so... Moving on. Yeah, so that's something we'd like to do in the next year, but we'll see. Um, But by and large, you know, it might sound boring to say that large part of what we're going to be doing over the next 12 months is still about simply staying the course, continuing to do the things that have worked for us thus far, continuing to deliver value, continuing to turn up and serve our audience, avoiding being pulled in different directions by the latest trends or shiny new tools and tactics. Just staying the course. Remember, memberships are a long game. We are playing the long game. It's about consistency. And as we enter the fourth year of Membersite Academy, that's still the thing that keeps us at the very top of the game. Consistency. So if if there's any takeaways in terms of lessons for your own business, it's that. Stay the course. Be consistent. Keep it simple. Don't be pulled off in different directions because, you know, the latest flavor of the month, internet marketing guru is telling you that if you're not doing messenger bots, your business will be dead in two months. Nah, we've been around long enough to know that that's all nonsense. Play the long game. Keep it simple. Keep it consistent. Now, if all goes to plan, this time next year, when we're doing our year four recap, we'll be just mere weeks away from the very first big live event from the conference here in the UK. While that is still a year away, we are going to be releasing some info, some early info about it, very very soon. If you're an academy member you're going to be getting some exciting news in the next couple of weeks. Keep your eyes peeled for that. If you're not an Academy member, first and foremost, come on. Sort that out. What's going on? Get yourself to membersiteacademy.com. Be a member, even if even if just to get the scoop on our conference before anybody else. Um, but if you're not a member, of course, you are going to be hearing more about uh, the conference in the coming months, but as always our academy members are the first to know everything they're the first to get offered tickets they get the best rates at the best times and all of that so yeah you really need to be an academy member to have that inside track so yeah you're going to be getting some news about that soon i'm a little bit i'm a little bit nervous about doing next year's episode because you know
0: I'm, you said, I'm hoping for a quiet well, year to be
1: honest i'm hoping i'm hoping for a fairly quiet year um above the event but uh yeah you mentioned earlier this about trilogies this is the trilogy of of these special episodes you know it's the third part of the series we had year one a new membership year two membership guys strike back year three return of the membership guys I'm a, I'm a little bit reticent. You're so proud of those I'm names. so proud. I'm so proud I was able to work in a really, really stretched Star Wars <laughs> reference. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do Year 4, the Phantom membership. <laughs> we cannot be doing yeah. that.
0: Yeah, let's not do that.
1: And actually, Year 5, Attack of the Clones, we talked about copycats. True. We did. But then Year 6, Revenge. Of the membership, guys. <laughs> yeah, I so, think maybe uh,
0: we, choose a, we this, start a new this fran- Yeah,
1: this franchise is going to take a dark turn, <laughs> people. All right, this, I think, as you can tell, is probably a good place to end it all. As always, guys, we are so, so appreciative for all of the support we've had with you. We could not have made it to year three of site Academy without you guys. It's always weird talking about... Being in year three, because it makes it sound like we've only been in business for three years, but I think to talk about how long we've actually been in business would really, really show our age. age (laughs) It would really show our age. But we could not have got to year three of Member Site Academy, or indeed the membership guys, without you. Of course, our Academy members, we love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us, for allowing us to serve you in the way that we do inside the Academy community. Even if you're not a member, everyone who's ever listened to a podcast... If you're a subscriber of the podcast, you know that I love you. You know that I appreciate you tuning in each and every week. For everyone who's ever listened to a podcast episode, read a blog post, opened an email, said hello at an event, joined our Facebook group, we love you guys. Thank you so, so much. We could not have done this without you. We appreciate each and every one of you more than we can ever say. Thank you so much. It's been a hell of a three years. We're just getting started. We're very excited for what comes next.
0: And I'll see you next year.
1: Yes, Callie, I'll see you (laughs) next year. You're not allowed back until next year. You've got your own podcast now. Stick to your own podcast. Speaking of which, make sure you search for Behind the Membership in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out Callie's show. Subscribe to it. It's good. I have to begrudgingly admit that it's good. All right. That's it from us for another episode. And another yearly recap. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys Podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be, Or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow as Successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.